Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD. It's JD. It's always JD. It is. Hello, everybody. Every every single time. Every single time. So far, what a good win streak for us. Um, if you are new to the show, hi, hello, welcome. We watch Shudder. Shudder mm-hmm. is a horror streaming service. They have horror adjacent uh, movies on there as well as straight up horror movies. And we watch them and we talk about them. Uh, sometimes we talk about not Shudder stuff uh, like we did for a while before we started recording because we just <laughs> love horror in general. We are not sponsored by Shudder. Um, we're just two nerds who love horror. And if Shudder's going to put it out, we're going to talk about it may as well record while we do uh we do have a new movie to talk about that came out today what are we watching jd or what did we watch we watched attachment uh written and directed by gabriel beer gieselson uh i believe is danish but I'm not 100% sure the film is partially in Danish and partially in English. Maybe that's a silly assumption I'm making about the writer-director. But yes, Attachment is the name of that film. Attachment. So uh, let's get right into it, shall I? Uh, Usually our intro gets very wandering, and Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about a lot of other things, but I think we can just go ahead and delve into this one. Um, I don't think we should read the shutter description. It it seems very spoilery. I was just taking a quick look at it, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I think there's probably more there than necessarily needs to go on in the spoiler-free part, so why don't we just get everybody with our spoiler-free thoughts. Michelle, do you want to start on this one? Yeah, sure. So... Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I don't know. It's just a pretty solid horror. Um, there's some stuff that I thought was really legitimately kind of like spooky or scary. I don't mean to interrupt, but Uh uh, just a quick side note. You just did it. You, you, you remember that thing I brought up a, a few weeks ago on Facebook? You just said, this is a really decent horror. You didn't say horror movie. You just said a horror. I have it's been very, very obsessed with listening to myself say it too. It's yeah, a I thing use that I've been noticing, a and it's not just you. It's not just oh, you yeah. by any means. It's a thing I have been noticing so much. Oh, so this is how we get derailed, guys. I'm sorry, but come <laughs> along with us. I have noticed so many headlines, and like when people are sharing like 25 scariest whatever, or, or just all those kind of clickbaity articles. Uh, people don't say horror movies anymore. They don't say sci-fi movies anymore. They just say uh, 25's creepiest horrors to stream on Netflix or or what's the best sci-fi uh, uh, on, on Amazon Prime right now. Like nobody adds the second word and it's just a strange language thing I've noticed. Uh, so. I've actually noticed it because after you put that out, I started listening to podcasts and things and Mm -hmm. noticing. And I think part of it is uh, the first time I heard it after seeing your status mentioning that was odd. Um, It was on a podcast I was listening to and they said something about what's your favorite horror. And it's because they weren't talking about movies. They were talking about books, video games. uh, What are the things in general? Yeah. And I think that's why. I think that's why for me um, it 
has kind of become a thing that I'm doing because uh, I do like horror video games a lot. I like horror podcasts. I like horror mm-hmm. books. I used to read a lot of horror books. So for me, it's like it kind of evolved into when I talk about my favorite horror, I will throw like, oh, well, this video game is really cool to watch. Like, check out Dead Space. Like, <laughs> I, I will put other things in there. And uh, I started noticing a sort it. Of, yeah. A sort of uh, more uh, general and all-encompassing terminology for a multimedia generation. Yes, and now I've listened to a lot of other people, and it has been in a lot of contacts of people talking about various things. So I think it just became part of the uh, for, the regular terminology. I, I forget what they call that phenomenon, but the like like once you notice something and you start to go looking for it, you're going to find it. You know that oh, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Anyway, no, well now that we've <laughs> now that we've completely alienated everybody who came here to find out how we felt about attachment, do you want to go ahead and continue then with your spoiler-free <laughs> thoughts? Sure. Uh, so this horror was a pretty good horror. Uh, I was surprised by it. Um, I just like a decent uh, story. I thought that it did get creepy and spooky at certain parts. I really enjoyed the acting of this. Um, The pacing definitely fell flat a little bit for me. But overall, this was one that I was pleasantly surprised by. I am going to go for a four out of five skull rating. Four out of five skulls for Michelle on Attachment. Uh, so coming over then to my spoiler-free thoughts on this film, uh, this one is uh, is pretty easy for me to sum up. I really, really enjoyed the first hour of this movie, and then the last half hour or so, it just it uh, it just became very routine uh, stuff that I've seen plenty of times before. Uh, it became that. So, well, I don't want to say too much about it, but it became a type of movie that we've talked about previously that doesn't work for me uh, in a slightly different flavor, but the same kind of thing overall. Uh, I've seen this before. And also the the central conceit of, you know, what's the thing that's going on here? You know, what is this spooky element? Uh, this is a thing that's been actually done several times lately. It's become kind of... Uh, like a trendy bad guy in horror movies in a certain way. And I just, uh, I, I really enjoyed the performances here. I thought the two lead uh, actors, um, uh, 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 Josephine Park and Ellie Kendrick, were fantastic. Uh, I thought the whole cast really was really solid. Uh, I just thought it became very kind of by-the-numbers, ho-hum, uh, average, run-of-the-mill horror in the end so for me i can't uh, go more than about two and a half skulls on this guy that is fair also i would like to point out that you used horror as a noun so you're doing it to yourself oh, it hap- yeah now. absolutely it's, it's <laughs> happening i'm absorbing it it's an evolution I, uh, language. <laughs> yeah my, my pointing it out wasn't so much of a intended to be like a old man shakes fist at cloud oh you kids oh, yeah. you're changing. <laughs> it's just a. Just it's just a, a fun weird thing, thing that I've noticed. Yep. So no, you gave I'm it a four. Aware. I gave it mm-hmm. a two and a half. That's uh, three point two five average. That is indeed three point two five average. So we're gonna go ahead and get into this a little bit deeper. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't want us to spoil this horror 
for you, then you should probably pause right about now. Yay. And now you'll unpause and you'll hear us again. Hello. Welcome back. I hope you unpause. I'm surprised to learn how many people do pause and come back. I've been talking to several lately who actually do go, wow, I'm kind of interested and pause to me. Like I, I would never do that. So it's, it's funny to me. (laughs) Here's what I want. Here's where I want to go with that. Uh, for just a moment Mm -hmm. is, uh, why are all you folks talking to Michelle, but not talking to me? Do I make (laughs) you, do I make you uncomfortable? Do you feel like I'm unapproachable? Do you feel like I I I, I'm, I I don't know is there something that I'm doing wrong that makes you prefer to interact with Michelle <laughs> than with JD? <laughs> My feelings are hurt, guys. Well, I, I did you. go to I an open too. mic that you were not at. So <laughs> Well, I suppose it would help if I actually exposed myself to the world. That's not how I want to say that. I do not <laughs> want to expose myself to the world um anyway. Well, uh, Michelle, let's We're talk about attachment yeah. uh, in yeah. detail. So uh, do you want to go through then and, and give folks kind of a recap of what this movie is about and what goes on for those who didn't bother to go back and watch the movie? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this one starts out as a woman in a library runs into a different woman in a library or potentially a bookstore, someplace with books. And uh, there's immediately a spark between the two of them. And one of them is an elf. Out of context, you don't know what that means. But she reads books to children dressed as an elf. And the other one finds that kind of endearing. Um, so Dressed as a, a Christmas elf, we should be clear. It's kind okay, of like a, very like a Santa specific. Claus Christmas elf type of elf. Not like yes, a that's true. Not Tolkien Lord of the Rings. kind of elf. True. Very important description distinction so uh the the elf's name is maya and the other girl's name is leah uh leah is visiting uh denmark so that she can just learn she's an academic study there and then she's going back to london well these two like each other and they both go back to london and leah lives with her mom uh in the same house but they have separate areas different uh flats there her mom who by the way just so happens to originally be from Denmark, so she also has a little bit of a connection with Maya. Yes, very important. So, uh, Basically, things start going a little bit weird when Maya gets there. Um, The mom is overly attached. Um, She's very uh, Jewish and believes in a lot of Jewish superstition. And it's starting to be kind of that area of, you know, is this a normal thing to be suspicious of? Is this too far? Is the mom practicing witchcraft? Is she hurting her daughter? Um, She's definitely very like in her daughter's business to an extent that you normally would not want your mom in your business, Um, especially when you're trying to get into your girlfriend's business and your mom busts in there again to your business and you're like, no, my my girlfriend's already in my business, mom. Get out. Let me finish my business. Um, But it does wind up being kind of a Jewish uh, exorcism movie after all of that you find out 
that the mom was just trying to protect her daughter and they go to save the daughter by doing an exorcism and long story short the mom sacrifices herself to save the daughter um the part where it gets into the exorcism it did not blow me away i was kind of disappointed by the ending of this i thought everything leading up to it was kind of suspenseful i really liked the way that um that Leah portrays being possessed. I really like the jerking moments and the way that she turns into, she looks physically different. She really looks like Loki to me, which I find very funny. She's definitely like a Tom Hiddleston uh, kind of thing going on um, when she's possessed. But uh, yeah, I, I thought the, the overall, you know, getting to the point of it, um, part was very fun trying to figure out like what is up with this mom I like a, a movie where there's just one person out of their element investigating supernatural stuff and also it it was very funny at points it, it's very um it starts out like their their conversations between the two of them make them very likable characters so while other things are going on you're just kind of rooting for them as a couple um they talk to a uh the mom's brother um who owns a jewish bookstore he's very funny where he's explaining what a dibbuk is and uh she's like oh it's a ghost no it's not like a ghost oh it's a i dibuk. love that scene <laughs> yeah yeah, so there's a lot of those moments, just very dry humor, and I enjoyed it. Um, didn't it wasn't perfect, but I I just had a lot of fun watching this. I thought I was really brought uh brought into it, and the mother uh, Hannah is very uh very layered. I thought they did a good job of me trying to figure out: Do I feel bad for her? Am I scared of her? What is going on? I thought she was a really really good actress. Um. I just overall thought it was really interesting. I liked it. Yeah, I uh, uh, I don't entirely disagree with you. Uh, I just, uh, again, I feel like the, the way we approach movies, kind of, we tend to have similar analysis of the film, but where that analysis takes us in our ability to appreciate it is kind of different. I'm on the same page with you. I thought the lead-up, like, like the first hour or so of this film... Everything up to the point where Maya has the confrontation with Hannah uh, and Maya and Leah leave and go to Maya's dad's house in the woods. Everything up to that moment, uh, I was I was engaged. I, I, I was really, first of all, uh, I thought uh, uh, the relationship between Maya and Leo was fantastically portrayed. These are incredible performances by Josephine Park and Ellie Kendrick. That opening sequence in the... I'm pretty sure it was a library. Uh, but that opening sequence where they bump into each... Like, that is straight out of some Nora Ephron shit. And it plays <laughs> so well. Like, their chemistry is perfect. Right, like, like I, 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 it was so well done, uh, the, and also I really appreciate that uh, it's definitely brought up as a potential element. Like Maya has some worries that this relationship might not be accepted, uh, but they all very quickly prove to be completely unfounded worries. Like nobody cares about that part of this story at all, and I really, uh, I appreciated that. I thought the performances were great. Uh, Sophie Grebel as the moment I I, I did like uh, what you talked about where this really keeps you guessing especially between 
uh, Hannah and uh, and Lev is that his name the the brother-in-law uh, um, I think so uh, between those right. two where it's this very genuine back and forth for the whole time of like okay clearly these are two opposed forces in a certain way uh, but which one is really the one that's the problem and which one is not how much I thought they did a good job of establishing that um, we're seeing things that uh, like it, it, they appear to be bad things, but they, they very much made it feel like, is this really what we think we saw? Or mm-hmm. like they do a really good job of, of keeping you in suspense of what you, they give you just enough, right? To make you just keep saying, what is going on here? Uh, and they introduce some of those uh, those uh, Kabbalah and and Jewish mystical uh, elements like the the Dibuk, uh, and they talk about the names of God and the Golem a little bit, and they bring some of that in. Um, and uh, I just once the moment happens, you know, right? Once the once the separation happens, and suddenly uh, Leah is separated from her protection. And the thing of it is, I I kind of caught on to that element of it because of all the repeated phone calls at the beginning from her mom. Mm-hmm. By the time we get to that point, uh, I I uh, uh, I had kind of sorted out that like okay, part of the reason her mother was so obsessed with getting in touch with her and why she immediately went home after that seizure is related to this, right? But then everything in that last part, it just became very run-of-the-mill, uh, like like haunting slash possession stuff, right? She's just she's possessed by an evil spirit, and she eats a cat, and she <laughs> kills the cat ladies. At uh, least one owner. of us ate a cat, right, JD? Oh fuck you, <laughs> fuck you too, Kevin. I know you're out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh i just and then like it just turns out that uh like like hannah and and lev uh are just oh we're actually on the same side it turns out and there's no real explanation of what happened between them why there was that opposition what happened to clear that opposition and bring them together i guess you could say it's the simple fact that they both know, uh, you know, they just both finally decided to put their uh, their bullshit aside in in favor of what's best for Leah. But I just I felt that 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 ending of the film, that whole chunk of it, it felt very rushed, felt barely fleshed out. Um, I, I I thought it was very lacking in comparison to that first hour of the film, which I thought was real good suspense development, real good keeping you on your toes, uncertain of what's happening, incredible character portrayals. Uh, I just, uh, I the, the, the last chunk of the last act of this movie just lost it for me. I'm actually in the same boat with you. Um, I didn't enjoy the last part of it. However, I didn't hate it so much and I was like you know this is flawed this feels like it kind of switched into a different movie just more something we've seen before like you mentioned it but I loved seeing Leah possessed so much that I was like you know I forgive it I just want to see more of that 
Well, and I, I understand that, but that also makes me then wonder, because um, I mentioned earlier, the Dybbuk specifically has appeared in multiple films in the last 10 to 15 years now, right? There was a movie back yep. in 2009 called The Unborn, uh, 2012 The Possession. A movie uh, I most... almost walked out of because I hated it so the much. The Possession? I haven't even seen it. Uh, uh, it but... stars Jeffrey Dan- uh, Dad Morgan. Um, uh, Jeffrey Dean Jeffrey Morgan? Dad. No, Jeffrey Dad Morgan. He's always a dad. He's got dad vibes. Oh, okay. So. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> He's daddy. Uh, <laughs> also, though, uh, there's a 2015 film uh, from Poland called Demon. Uh, and I, if you've never seen that, uh, I strongly suggest you check it out. It is also very much connected uh, to a, a, a Dybbuk type story. And a lot of those same sort of things that you enjoyed about the way she presents that that possession, you get a lot of that same sort of contortionist weirdness in Demon as well. And it makes me wonder, uh, because I haven't done a lot of actual digging into uh, Dibuk mythology, it makes me wonder if that's a specific thing that they talk about. Uh, in Dibbuk mythology, because so much of what uh, uh, Ellie does, uh, Ellie Kendrick does in this movie, in those possession moments, was very reminiscent of some of the things that I saw uh, in in 2015's Demon. Uh, so I strongly recommend you check that movie out as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I again, the performances here, I can't fault them. These, this was a hell of a cast across the board. I just, it felt like the script in, and maybe the editing in the third act was just rushed, and they just needed to get something uh, uh, to screen. I feel like, I don't know. There's a part of me that believes uh, that uh, Gabriel Bier Gislason didn't want this to be as straightforward a ghost slash possession story as it ended up being, uh, but maybe made some compromises along the way. And I get that. You know, I'm pretty sure this is a first feature uh, for him or, or just a, a very early feature. Uh, so I get that. But, uh, uh, yeah, I uh, the performances here, again, especially the chemistry uh, between Josephine Park and Ellie Kendrick as Leah and Maya, I thought was one of the greatest portrayals of uh, of just an early new uh, relationship uh, that I've ever seen. I thought it was really strong. Yep. No. No. Uh, no objections here. I didn't make a ton of notes on this one because I was just enjoying watching it. Um, I didn't feel like. Uh, if other people dislike this, I'm going to have to argue with them. And, you know, that's when I start making a lot of notes. It's like, oh, I feel really Ooh. strongly that there is a way to feel about this. There is one thing I did want to point about point out about this movie uh, that I really enjoyed. And it, it, again, is mostly in that first hour or so where there's establishing all of this, this intrigue and, and what's what's going on. Uh, they do a lot of things where it feels like to me they are setting you up to expect things to happen and then mm-hmm. nothing happens. There's this incredible shot I'm thinking of, uh, like, I, and I believe it's a shot of Maya at the foot of the staircase 
in the building where uh, Leah and and Shana live, uh, Hana. Uh, and she's like at Hana's door at the bottom of the staircase, but the staircase is almost completely in pitch black. Like you can't even see beyond like the first stair, and the camera's moving back and forth. And I thought for sure there was going to be there are moments where it uses your expectation of horror tropes to create a feeling of suspense without ever actually having to pay them off for you. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying those are necessarily going to work as well for everybody, but they worked wonders for me. I was really impressed with that. And it happens frequently throughout that first hour of the movie. So many moments where I was was getting kind of white knuckled I was like something might some okay something's gonna be yeah, pay attention something's gonna happen here and then they just sort of smooth right by you I uh, I yeah. really appreciated that yep nope I uh I definitely noticed that too where it's this uh it's definitely setting it up for a jump scare that then never comes so yeah. you don't have yeah. the relief of actually being scared and right. then like laughing it off so right. instead you're just like oh well okay uh I guess I'm still just tense and I don't feel any better oh no they're doing it again and oh nope yes. I don't feel better I don't even know it, this movie is definitely not full of jump scares I don't know if there's really any it's a lot more of that where it feels like there's going to be something um one that happens very early on is when leah and maya are sleeping in bed together for the first time and uh leah gets out of bed and then is standing beside the bed oh that's a that's a beautiful sequence yeah yeah because you expect there to be so much but instead no it's fine this is just a creepy thing they 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 kind of zoom in on Maya and as they do Leah gets cut out of the frame mm-hmm. and we see Leah just she's just starting to have the first signs of that twitch right mm-hmm. and then it just the it the shot just lingers on Maya in the frame for a while and then she wakes up and turns and the bed is empty beside her and i'm just like Oh, wait, was this one of those sort of time jump things where we've moved forward three or four hours and Leah is gone now or something? And then like, oh, nope, she's right back there, but she's just kind of standing there and it's weird. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of very subtle but very effective stuff that goes on in the first hour of this movie. Yeah, yeah. The the first hour of this movie is very, very, very good. Um, It just doesn't pay off. Like you said, it's a lot of stuff we've seen before. I really enjoyed seeing the style of possession that Leah uses. And I am going to be watching some more things now. I believe I've seen Demon. But now that I've seen this movie, I do want to go back and revisit it. Um, Looking at a lot of stills, it looks like something I've seen uh, before and just don't remember very much of. But I do like just the, the way that they do this is uh just jerky and unnerving but dear god if you see it she looks like loki i swear to god she looks so much like loki it's it's, (laughs) it's really well done uh this is uh uh from what i can tell at least according to imdb the the feature debut as both writer and director uh for gabriel beer gieselson uh definitely looking forward to see more things that they direct uh, maybe they might want to consider finding a writing partner, uh, you know, help them, you know, or, or maybe again, maybe the problem wasn't, uh, I, I, there's so much happening in, like, I was really expecting this to play out as more of a St. Maud kind of like 
there are things happening here, but a lot of it is more rooted in the individuals in the story, their personal experience and perspective, and not necessarily uh, a statement about the, the literal reality of what's happening. And that's something we've talked about previously, especially with uh, with with Christian mythology. Uh, when we get into movies like uh, whatever that movie was we saw early on where the Baphomet starts walking around, and it's like the moment you do those things where you want me to take... Uh, a known world religion or mythology and believe that is the real world these characters are in, I kind of disconnect. Uh, and I was hoping for something, again, a bit more subtle on that end uh, here. And I definitely look forward to seeing more uh, from uh, from uh, uh, Gieselson in the future and see how those things play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. Uh, like Sweet. I said, I wrote down one line of notes, and then I just enjoyed this. Outside of that, there there's a lot to enjoy. I definitely, even listening to us um, talk about it, it's kind of, it does keep you guessing, um, but it's also still kind of predictable that there are two ways that this will end up. It does right. go down one of the routes. It's very yeah. predictable in and that sense, but, of you course. know. And, of course, keep in mind that, you know, if you've been with us a long time, you're aware if you're just checking us out recently. Uh, JD uh, is very much, uh, in a lot of ways, a slave to the narrative, right? Like, I will, uh, uh, to me, when I'm evaluating a movie, I will overlook and forgive a lot of things uh, in favor of the primacy of the narrative itself. I go to movies for storytelling. And g people go to movies for different reasons. They go to get different things out of them. That's what I go for. That's my A number one thing is the storytelling. Everything surrounding the storytelling here is fantastic. This is a really, mm -hmm. I mean, it's worth seeing. Just be aware that that last chunk is going to be, at least in my opinion, kind of just ho-hum. Uh, the thing that I will forgive a movie for um, or that will keep me coming back to it, even if the rest isn't very good, is just showing me something I haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. I just like seeing new things, which is why I think I like this version of The Possession so well, because it's not how it's usually portrayed. It's very jerky. It's very, you know, difficult to look at. Um, and But yet at the same time, this didn't fulfill it for either of us once it got to the end, because uh, like it turns very typical. It's not stuff that we haven't seen before and the story does kind of fall apart a little bit so. that uh that image by the way that you see early on in this film uh, uh, uh where they either looking at the book uh and she sees the image of the dibuk uh of that man sort of carrying a skeleton slung backwards over so they're back to back right the skeleton and the mm -hmm. man uh that's actually a very famous image uh, that I recognized immediately as soon as it popped up on the screen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know what made me stop to think of that, but I thought that was a pretty cool moment. Uh, it's like, oh, that's the, the that's that famous Dibbuk image that everybody knows by Ephraim Moshe Lillian. Yeah, that's wow. just random you're so comment. cultured. You know uh, art. I don't know art. I don't know. No, I don't know it. I know it specifically as an image of the Dibbuk. <laughs> it's like that's uh, <laughs> like I remember looking up Dibbuk at some point, And like if you just do a Google search for Dibbuk 
and go over to the image search, it's the number one image and the number three image. Like, that is a well-known illustration of a Dybbuk, and I like it. Uh, <laughs> I like that, just that... But it, I also like how it feeds into that discussion. Oh, so it's like a ghost. Well, no, it's a Dybbuk. Yeah, no, so it's, it's like not a ghost. ghost. It's a Dybbuk. <laughs> yeah. I thought you well, were going to say I'm that just... it was art from heavy metal music. No. I really expected you to say, like, that was I am, some Well, uh, I mean, I art. imagine some band somewhere. Yep, here we go. If you scroll yeah. down far enough. Uh, there's a band called, uh, uh, let's see, I'm just The Not a Ghost here. were the Dibbics, is that their name? Not a Ghost no, Dibbics. A band called Serious Defect, who have a song called Dibbuk, and that mm -hmm. picture is the cover uh, art that they used. See, now we're yep. just talking random things here at the end of the episode. We're done talking about attachment. Uh, definitely, if you enjoy uh, excellent acting and, and port just... Just phenomenal chemistry in uh, in relationships. Uh, this is a really enjoyable movie. There's some great little dry humor moments. Uh, just don't expect a, a, a really impressive payoff, and you might enjoy yourself. Do you have any closing thoughts, Michelle? Um, I hate when I send an email and I say, please view the attachment, and I didn't actually send it. You, you mean you didn't actually attach the attachment? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I, I, I sent the, the email time. and I didn't send the file, so yeah, I yeah. Do that all this the time. is a much better attachment than the ones that I don't send my, to my email. For so. sure. What are we yeah. talking about next week, Michelle? <laughs> uh, next week we are going uh, into an older uh, catalog item because there is not a new original or exclusive release. So we will be talking about Shrew's Nest, which I don't Shrew's think either of us have seen. Nest. I have never seen it. No. Yep. Nope. I haven't seen this. So it'll be and a fact, little bit older catalog item. So y'all, if you want to watch it too, you don't even have to wait till Thursday. You can watch it right now if you want to, and then uh, listen to our review on Thursday. Absolutely. Uh, also guys, uh, just a little, uh, uh, you know, sometimes we, we occasionally like on our website, we watch shutter.com. We talk about some, some non shutter horror releases occasionally. Uh, Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. I knew you were going to mention I, it. <laughs> I have to. Tomorrow, Michelle mm -hmm. and I uh, are both. I was supposed to see it tonight, and circumstances got in the way. Uh, but tomorrow, uh, Michelle and I both will be seeing uh, a horror movie that, honestly, uh, I mean, it's been at least since Hereditary that I was really caught up in the buzz of a horror movie the way I am about this one. Uh, I didn't catch the buzz on The Witch. It was already, like, I, I heard about that late in the game and saw it, like, two weeks later. Hereditary, I really waited for for a long time and finally got to see. Uh, there's a film from another streaming service that we uh, is called Screambox, uh, operated by, I believe, the folks at Dread Central. Either Dread Central or Bloody Disgusting, I can never remember. And those two groups might be part of the same thing, too. I don't know. Very incestuous horror community, and there's, I mean, what would you expect from the horror community? But uh, incest? You've probably <laughs> heard about that film, uh, The Outwaters. If you haven't heard about The Outwaters, frankly, I don't consider you a terribly serious horror fan. Uh, wow. <laughs> Attack them. <laughs> I'm saying Attack everybody em. and their mother has been talking, including the director's mother, by the way. Robbie Banfitch is the director of The Outwaters, and his mom, uh, Leslie Banfitch, is a, a, a longtime professional Hollywood makeup artist, uh, and she is on Twitter, and she has the most wholesome content in the world just 
loving support for her son and her and his horror movie, The Outwaters, which is, according to many reports, one of the most viscerally terrifying things ever put on film. And I really appreciate the idea of a loving mother just being like, oh, honey, you made a nightmare. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I, I really love that. But uh, no, we're going to see the Outwaters. We're, we're going to talk about it with you guys somehow. We haven't completely decided how we're going to do that yet. But uh, 2023 looking to be a good year for horror, both on Shudder and through other avenues. I'm pretty excited about it. I am really worried about if the outwater sucks, how your mental health will be able to take it. I'm honestly like, <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you folks. Like, again, I, I love Shudder. They've got a lot of good stuff. There have been a lot of movies that have come out in the last year or so that I was definitely excited for. I have not been uh, emotionally dependent on my enjoying of a film in a long time. Uh, I feel like if I go to see The Outwaters and I am disappointed, we may never do another podcast again. <laughs> oh, I'm, no. Which I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, but Are I'm, you? Are I, you I, really? I, I, will, I may need to take a vacation. We may need to do a mm. best of. Uh, like, I am... Uh, I am so hyped on this movie. Like, I haven't been hyped on a movie in a long, long time. And, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm also very hesitant because part of me is like, yeah, JD's finally going to see the Outwaters. So when I get Twitter notifications, it's not going to be 75% just JD being hyped about the Outwaters and people <laughs> liking or responding to it. Because that's all our Twitter is right now. If I get a notification, I'm, it's either I'm, the Outwaters or wrestling. I love it's really you, anything. That, <laughs> I, I love you, Shudder. And we are always here to talk about your movies. But I'm, I'm sorry. I am. Yeah. I am you're, singularly you're focused this. on the Outwaters um, right now. The I, the way they have marketed this film is very, uh, it's very in a lot of ways reminiscent of like old school, like like original wave Blair Witch Project found footage kind of marketing. It's been very just sparse and weird. Their trailers are barely trailers. There's sort of random assemblages of footage. Uh, they they. Uh, if you follow them on Twitter, uh, I don't know if it's Banfitch himself or somebody else who's in charge of the official Twitter account for the movie, but they have done some real creepy internet things. Man, I am just, I'm into it, Michelle. I'm into it. No matter how this movie turns out, I know that the Twitter uh, second phase will now begin where it's just you tweeting about the Outwaters, but now you know what the Outwaters actually oh, yes. is and you are yeah. either oh, gonna... very happy or very angry. There, so in, my I... head, in my head, if it goes well, uh, the tweet as soon as I walk out of the theater will be, well, I just saw the Outwaters. Thanks a lot, Robbie Banfitch. Never fucking sleeping again. Like that'll be the that'll be the whole tweet. Uh, I think I find but, it extra funny because this past fall you said, "Hey, I want to step away from Twitter a little bit and have you do most of the posting." I probably won't post very much anymore. And now, up. no, the Outwaters shut came up. out, and or well, Outwaters is yeah. coming out, and there's no possibility. You're like, I am fully well, committed to I, Twitter. I, 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 need to, <laughs> I need to know. I need to know, Michelle. Mm. I, uh, I you're feel only like, fourteen yeah. hours away from knowing. So. Yeah, I'm uh uh I'm 
trying to go to an early afternoon matinee screening that as of right now has no tickets sold to it uh, because I feel like there, you, there, there are only two ways you should probably experience this movie, and that's in an absolutely packed house or by yourself. Uh, and so I'm going to try to go see it by myself. And then Michelle sees it tomorrow night. With a group of people because I like a group experience at the theater. You you enjoy human beings. That's how that works. So we didn't intend to spend 10 minutes talking about our excitement about the Outwaters right at the end here, but it happened, guys. I'm sure it's going to happen at the uh, during the upcoming Shrew's Nest one. And then if we release a bonus episode and then for like the next four episodes, there's going to be a reference to like, wow. So this movie did some stuff not as good as the Outwaters, which I have now seen. (laughs) It's going to be like the high watermark in early February. (laughs) Like how we reference hereditary a lot or like paranormal activity. It's going to be one of those of like, well, it didn't do it as well as the Outwaters did. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I should mention just briefly. If you are in the Fargo-Moorhead area, it's playing at the West Acres Cinema. Uh, it's uh, You'll get this very, very early Friday morning. It plays 145, 445, and 730 uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Monday, it plays uh, Monday, Tuesday, I believe it plays 4:45 and 7:30, and then there's a final Wednesday showing at like 4:45 in the afternoon. Go see the Outwaters support, but not tomorrow during one o'clock because JD doesn't want anybody right. there. <laughs> Please, I mean, if if you end up being there, it is what it is. That's I have to see it. Then uh, I don't have any other choice uh, at this point. But uh, go support independent horror in your theaters. Uh, buy that ticket and see that movie, uh, and uh, and maybe we'll get more and more and more cool stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or if you're if not you're a rich in the Fargo Moorhead area, go to theoutwatersmovie.com. <laughs> no, I am not on the payroll. Robbie Banfitch hasn't even asked answered my question about who the lady singing on the soundtrack to his thesis film, White Light, that you can watch on YouTube is. Yeah, that's right. I tracked down his thesis film school project on YouTube, and I watched it. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, that's enough uh, talk about the Outwaters on our attachment episode. I have have attachment issues with the Outwaters is what you're seeing right now. I can tell. I'm very, very worried if this movie is bad that you will go MIA for a while and just like I don't think in the woods. I don't think it's the kind of thing that would make me like like angry or or like on that level. I think I would just be very sad. Just very disappointed for a long time. Like I would be like an Eeyore gloomy Gus for a while. This turned into a 15 minute review on just the marketing <laughs> for the Outwaters. Not even the movie. We need to go. Neither of us have seen it. We need yeah. to go. Say uh, we watch Shutter. Wait, wait, wait. We watch Shutter on what? all the social media platforms. Right. It's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, eventually, there will be TikTok squelching files. If you want to see. 400 to 500 soon to be 600 subtitles that say squelching from various TV shows and movies I I'm working on it uh, I have very specific needs for the photo gallery and I have found some uh, ways to embed it on the website it's finally gonna happen I wasn't gonna release it without it being perfect and it's kind of ridiculous awesome. um, and also yeah. if there are any like we've been going back through and picking up 
uh, older original and exclusive titles on the weeks that Shudder does not have new releases that are original or exclusives. If there are any older original and exclusives that you'd like to hear us talk about that we haven't already talked about on the show, uh, drop us a line on any of those social media platforms. Shoot us an email at mail at wewatchshutter.com. Uh, and as long as we don't have anything else going on, we will uh, we will take your request into account. Yeah, and if you want to not listen to the Outwaters uh, stuff, you can just skip everything starting at the 31-minute mark, which you're probably mad to learn now after yeah, you've already listened late, to it. Yeah, it's way too late, but, I mean, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> mm. Okay, I think that's enough. Say goodnight, J.D. Goodnight, J.D.